So we're trying to teach Dominic how to spell his name. And he gets stuck at a certain part. So he goes D-O-M-I-N-I-N-I-N-I. So we go Dominini-ni-ni-ni-ni-ni-ni-ni. He's so cool. Which, of course, you're fixing immediately. No, no. please don't fix that ever. No. Fixing what? For him to learn how to spell his name? Dominique. He, gets, he gets frozen. D-O-M-I-N-I-N-I-N-I. Hello and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Did you just freak out because you couldn't see the yes. board? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh god, I'm going to forget my part. That's not even up there, is it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Our main tag. <laughs> God, I wish we were recording your face. So, listeners, we have our table turned 90 degrees because there's a bed in this room for some reason. My grandma's staying in here. Tiffany's grandma's <laughs> staying in reason. here. And it wasn't until we started the intro that we realized two out of three of us couldn't see the board. And two out of three of us used the board every week. <laughs> One out of three of us panicked. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I think I kept my voice very level, though. You did. But I had a hard time keeping a straight face because I knew exactly what you were freaking out about. And you were like, oh, it's no. Like, I saw the panic in my peripheral, and I'm like, I can't look over there. I know exactly what's happening. No, but you did it. That. I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. You kept it straight. Oh, shit. Don't After cry. After a 30-something episode, you'd think I'd remember my part without reading it. You did. I did. Ooh. See, we can erase that one now. Don't you dare. <laughs> I need it there for comfort. <laughs> That's a whole other vision board we could have, though. Yeah, well, let's accomplish com- the other seven-ninths of our <laughs> vision board that we currently have. Ninth spelled N-I-N-T-H-S, in case anybody was curious. N-I-N-I-N-I-N-I. So, Tiffany, what are we learning about today? Oh, we're just diving on in. Okay. So I am really excited about this. We're going to talk about a religion. Some say cult. I'm going to say religion. Some say that's intertwinable. Intertwinable? Interchangeable? Let me make my own words, okay? (laughs) I'm going to start my own religion called Tiffany Makes Up Words. And you guys are not allowed. Intertwines. Exactly. (laughs) It's going to be great. Um, But have either of you ever heard of Raelianism? Raelian? Spell it. Raelism. R A E with an N lot L I S M or R A E with an N lot L I A N. Realon? Raelian. Raelian. Or oh, the N lot. <laughs> Are aliens involved in this? What gave you that clue? Because it sounds Raelian? like it. Okay. it sounds like it was invented by a 13 year old who it, found out what umlauts were. It was not, but I was really excited about the lot. She was like, I know what that is. I didn't even have to like go back and listen to that to remember what it was called. (laughs) Or Google it. (laughs) I didn't Google it. No, that would have been too easy. What's the dot dot thing called? No. (laughs) See, we're learning things on this podcast. That's why we started. Listeners are as well. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to learn about this. So it started by a guy named Claude. Claude. Claude, because if he added the smiley face, no umlaut and Claude. No, okay. Uh, Claude Vorilhan, 
or whatever uh-huh. something uh, yeah he changes his name later so it's not important <laughs> but he was born september 30th 1964 his father was jewish and his mother um some sources said she was catholic most said she was like extreme atheist devout atheist so that's one extreme to the other but mm-hmm. okay yeah he was raised by his aunt and grandmother and he went to catholic boarding school he ran away to paris at 15 though oh, oui, oui. Oui, oui. Uh, he was a singer on the streets for about three years and he was discovered by a director of a radio program and from 1966 to 1971 he released five records under the name claude seller and i made rebecca listen to some of his music was that who i was listening to she walked in and i was listening to it and i was like just sit and listen i'm sitting here i'm like this is not the backstreet boys that much i know and (laughs) tiffany's just giving me this look of "Uh uh-huh you Uh listen to mon amour patricia Oui, Patricia, oui. Uh, which he released in 1971, but he had some moderate success with Honey and Cinnamon, which I couldn't find. Most people do, <laughs> but there were two songs that I got really excited about. Mister, your wife is cheating on me. <laughs> what your <laughs> wife is cheating on me? <laughs> and Madame PP, <laughs> which translates to Miss Toilet Attendant. <laughs> Oh my God! The French do some things right, right? So yeah, <laughs> Mister, was- your wife is cheating on me. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. <laughs> I was so excited. But he, so music was a big passion of his. Another was race cars. He loved race cars and he wanted to be a race car driver. But in 1971, instead of being a race car driver, he started his own sports car magazine called Audio Pop. And through that magazine, he was able to like test drive new uh, new models that were coming out and like so play Fre- with race cars. French version of Top Gear. Yeah, like he had a good, good life. And that actually kind of transitioned into him being a race car driver for a while. Hmm. So like his two big passions, he was able to... Music and race cars. Yeah, he was able to live those out. December 13th, 1973. He's on his way to work at the magazine and he said he had this inexplicable pull to Puy de la Sola. And um, that's an inactive volcano in like this central France region. He had like a want to go there? Yeah, like he was driving to work and he's like, oh, I really want to go over there. this volcano. Yeah. So he said he drove over there and he was just kind of out looking around. And this is where he met one of the Elohim. Ooh. What is an Elohim? Elohim. Is the Hebrew name for God. He met one of them. Elohim is a name for God or across a couple different religions, but um, that's because it's been mistranslated over time. Elohim, I think he said, means um, those from above or something like that, hmm. which just got translated into the God. Okay. Um, yeah. But uh, a spacecraft. He said it was bell-shaped like this. All right. Rebecca's already tuning out. (laughs) Why are you looking at me? I know nothing. (laughs) It was this spacecraft, bell-shaped, in a shiny silver, about seven meters in diameter, which is just shy of 23 feet, um, was hovering just off the ground. He said when he saw it, he wanted to run, but he was also kind of intrigued because he's a very science-based man, and he was like, oh, I'm kind of like interested How is this happening? in seeing what takes place here. A trap door opened from the bottom, and a set of stairs descended, 
And at this point, he's like, okay, whatever comes out of here, if it's holding a gun, I'm running. Because <laughs> he's going to recognize but, what their guns That's look like. where you draw the line. But otherwise, I want to check this out. So he said, from the stairs came a man who looked like a normal person, just a little smaller, had almond-shaped eyes. He said a kid was his first impression. But this human, and yes, it was human, explained that it was from a distant planet, similar to Earth. And that its purpose in coming was to monitor and watch over the development of humanity because human beings on Earth are the future and his people are the past. So we're screwed. No. no. Other way around. No. No, I mean, if we are the future, uh, we're screwed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, he was like, the fuck? What's going on? So scientists from this person's planet, home planet, his planet was 25,000 years Further light years? No, 25,000 years further advanced than we are. Okay. And basically, a long time ago, scientists from its planet started experimenting with like cellular reconstruction and modifying DNA. And the citizens were okay with it and watched their every move and they wanted to see what they were going to do next. And I don't know what the mistake ended up being, but he said that there was a mistake that was made and everybody was like, you need to stop what you're doing. This is, this can't continue. This is wrong on so many levels. So what did they do? They kept going. They traveled to a distant planet to continue their experiments. (laughs) As you do. (laughs) So the planet they found was covered in water and the only thing around it was clouds in the sky water all across the earth oh that sounds awesome so it was a round earth yes it was a round earth no flat earthers here that was just covered in water i just need one island and i'm good no land i'm making island a floating (laughs) island that's what they did they made an island i like these people so they from what i remember they set off an explosion underneath the water that caused the ground come up and there was one continent one big giant continent does that Perfect. sound familiar yeah it yeah. does and they created seven labs one for each member of their or each race on their planet they made seven seven labs like the seven continents they made seven labs okay. one for each of their race when the citizens on their home planet found out they were like okay you've already done it you guys are continue experiments there you're like creating life that's fine just don't create intelligent life because they were afraid that um you know that typical story like the creation destroys the creator they didn't want that to happen what was that called when they used to believe that everything was like all together archetype no No, pangea i think that's it when they used to think that all the continents were combined into one before they all separated. You are correct. Pangea? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a genius. Something like that. So, <laughs> um, they were just please don't create that. So, um, I told you they're 25,000 years more advanced than we are. And they didn't want the life that the scientists were creating to have that knowledge. The temptation was too strong for the scientists, though. And they started experimenting. They ate the apple. Thank you. You see <laughs> the connection. Okay, so in Genesis, at first there was just... Why are you looking at me like I don't know this? No, because I, w- <laughs> I want your confirmation and nodding. In oh, Genesis, okay. there there was when God created the earth, there was just water above and water below. Mm-hmm. The clouds and the, the land, right? There was the earth and the heavens. Let me find where it said it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get out my Bible. Hold on. Right. Uh... 
Yeah, but the heavens were water. So, like, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place and let dry land appear. The aliens used explosions that acted rather like bulldozers to pile the seabed into one place to create land. Take that, plate tectonics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got, of course, the apple from... Uh, the like, temptation. Yes. Yeah. So there are a bunch of parallels over the course of seven days. This Elohim explained all the ways that the religions that we all know were just interpretations of what actually happened. Of course. Prophets throughout time have been misinterpreting the message based on the knowledge available to them at that time. So like as we've advanced, we're able to understand a bigger picture. And now we're finally at a level where the Elohims feel like we can understand what actually happened. So are we the experiments? Human beings on Earth are experiments. Everything on Earth is okay. experiment. I missed these. that context. Yes. So here I have some examples of where the Bible verses were just misunderstood and what actually happens. So in the beginning, Elohim created the heaven and the earth. The alien claimed that Elohim does not mean God, but those who came from the sky, and that created really means discovered. Uh, that was Genesis 1-1, Genesis 1-2. One to cult, redefine things. <laughs> and the spirit of Elohim moved across the waters. This refers to the first time they, the alien scientists flew over and to artificial satellites they placed around the earth to study it. Uh, I already told you about let the water under the heavens be gathered together. Of every tree in the garden you may eat, but of the tree of good and evil you shall not eat of it. For on the day that you eat of it, you shall die. Some people on this alien's home planet were angry that the new intelligent species were being created. The aliens on Earth had to agree to leave them in a primitive state and deny them access to advanced science. Unfortunately, a renegade group of aliens disagreed and gave humans access to the forbidden knowledge. (gasps) Like a MacBook? (laughs) Yes. You mean an apple? Yeah. (laughs) I should have gotten that. (laughs) (laughs) From your face, I thought you did get it. No. She just thought you meant technology intelligence in general it's okay we're getting there yeah but this is kind of what they did the whole time they just took like he was for seven days he went through the bible with claude and was like this is what so did actually he just happened. like sit at this volcano with this guy and so they the f- just like talked about the creation of the earth yeah so for the first day it was six hours he sat there with him then and then he was like i gotta go take a nap <laughs> I'll well, be back. I saw an interview with him, and I think he said for the next six days it was like an hour each day, or maybe he said it was six hours every day. I can't quite remember. I watched that video at the beginning of my research. <laughs> okay, so we'll have links to the YouTube videos. But the Elohim told uh, told Claude he was to inform humanity of the revolutionary message and prepare humanity to welcome its creators, the Elohim, without mysticism or fear, and as a conscious and grateful human being. So, in order to welcome the Elohim, they would need to build an embassy. Okay. Like a church. Um, no, just like a U.S. embassy that is, you know. Welcoming to. In a different country. Like, we have, what do we have? We have a Brazilian embassy here. We have everything. Like, yeah. that's where you go. They want to have a embassy for the Elohim so that when they come visit they have like a landing pad there <laughs> and this is where like Raelians can be to help spread the message <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> so their embassy the current goal 
they have until 2035 to get it ready for the Elohim. This was originally back in the 60s, they were told? 73. Okay. The goal is to have humanity peaceful, science-based, ready to absorb knowledge. By 2035? Well, they started in 73, so they were hoping that... Then the internet came along. Right. It makes my eye twitch. I hope that we're, you know, peaceful Wouldn't and that be awesome? accepting by 2035. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So within the first year of meeting the Elohim, he managed to find a publisher and get his book published. The first book was called The Message Given by... Mm-mm. <laughs> Message from the Designers. Sorry. I got confused because the first three books he wrote were combined into intelligent design. It also involves the message given by extraterrestrials and let's welcome the extraterrestrials. Um, He was also a guest on two very popular French TV shows and radio shows in which he announced a public conference. The first public conference was held in Paris on September 19th, 1974 and attracted more than 2000 people. Wow. Right. Shortly thereafter, he founded Madak. M-A-D-E-C-H. It stands for, of course, this is translated from French into English, so it doesn't, you know, line up with the MADAC, but Movement for the Welcoming of the Elohim Creators of Humanity. Um, It was a group of people interested in helping him accomplish his huge task and later became known as the International Raelian Movement. Hmm. Da-da-da-da! Yay! The I-R-M. Erm. The erm. (laughs) Erm. Yeah, so it's not sounding like all that sane. I mean, I mean, <laughs> so a lot of anything's possible. A lot of people find this a hard story to take in, but I'm on the same camp as you, Ashley. Like, it's just a different interpretation of the Bible. Yeah, and again, well, again, no shame, no nothing. You believe and do what you want. I just haven't found what my belief is yet. Agreed. So let's go on to his next encounter. Let's do it. His next encounter happened the evening of October 7th, 1975, an hour before midnight. After having a sudden urge to observe the night sky, he decided to go into this uninhabited place between (laughs) two brooks surrounded by a forest. A spacecraft suddenly landed and shone a bright light behind a bush. He then met the same extraterrestrial from his first encounter. And after a few words, he was taken up in that spacecraft with the Elohim and sent to a remote base relatively close to the solar system, where he was given a resort-style relaxation treatment. Did you you just say relatively close to the solar solar system? system. Mm -hmm. She also said an hour before midnight. Uh (laughs) Um, Where he was given a resort-style relaxation treatment, including an organic breakfast, over an hour in a jacuzzi of warm blue liquid, slightly thicker than water. Jello. Oh, J-E-L-O. so I will tell you about the rest of his trip in just a second. But uh, watching an interview with him, he said he was really disappointed because he got in there and he was expecting like a dashboard with panels, like buttons to Is fly everything. Yeah. And he said it was just like the same shiny silver on the outside. No panels, no steering wheel, nothing. It just went. Yeah. There had to be like a cockpit somewhere hidden. They're 25,000 years further along than we are. 
They're like mind control of their spaceship. Yeah, but there's still got to be some sort of control Do you know panel how somewhere. bad it would be if I had my control of my car? Well, think you of get it. get pissed at your desk and you run your car into the next car in the parking lot. Think of it this way. It, what if like my great great grandfather were to come in this house and I like turned on a light with my phone and my phone's small and he didn't like see me doing that. He's like, what the hell is going on? That's only like a hundred years. 25,000 years. You can't turn on lights with your phone in this house. You Not can't. in this house, but <laughs> in some houses. Well, that, that's just because your phone. Well, my phone sucks and I'm not that te- <laughs> technologically <laughs> advanced. But we have a that's coworker fair. who has like smart house on her phone and she can control everything. She has Do you Skynet. That movie? Yes. <gasps> and five performed in it, right? Mm-hmm. Five. What you waiting for? If you, you want, want a three, three two, 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 one, let's, let's do it. it. Anyway, so aliens. <laughs> so uh, the next morning when he awoke on the spaceship. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. By this point, he changed his name. Oh, yes, of course. He to is Reiki now. Right. Get it. Right. Go ahead. Rael. You tell me. <laughs> Rael. 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 Not Ricky Deck. <laughs> I was trying to remember what the name of the aliens were. Right. Ray- Raelians. 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 He was Rael. He was Rael. Like oh. keeping it Rael. <laughs> <laughs> I just trying to keep it right, old man. <laughs> wow. Okay, so the next morning, October 8th, he sat mesmerized and listened to a three-hour lecture from uh, Yahweh Elohim, which Yahweh is another term for God in different religions. Mm-hmm. That one I recognize. Yes. Yahweh Elohim about his religions and philosophers. So God, God. Uh, by, no, there is no God. They're all scientists. That, that was just his name. Like there is no yeah, higher I, being. That's but what I'm that's saying. His name. He God was God. named God God. Yeah. So later he traveled to the planet of the Eternals. The planet orbited around a very large star and had a climate similar to the rainforest of Earth. He later sat down with Elohim and had a meal with, a, uh, with the major prophets, including Buddha, Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad, a great friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Mahatma Gandhi. Um, <laughs> so all of these. F- Sorry, Ashley. <laughs> oh, God bless America. Oh, that was good. Thanks. So those guys were there. Yes. Yeah, so those guys were there. And um, basically he, he learned that all the prophets throughout time were sent by the Elohim and the angels they saw or the gods they spoke to were just them thinking it was gods. I heard somebody say on one of the podcasts I was listening to, like, if you were to toss an apple out of a low-flying plane and somebody saw it falling, they'd think the gods had sent it. Somebody who didn't know, like, what a plane was. They'd be like, oh my god, this gods who sent me an apple. What is with y'all and throwing apples and moving vehicles? (laughs) (laughs) Planes and cars. Oh my. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Planes, trains, and apples. Oh my. (laughs) Uh, so he also spent another day enjoying himself there. Um, oh, that kind of spa <laughs> treatment. Got it. Do you want to? Do you want to know what he really experienced? Yes. That night, he was presented young, mature female biological robots. He said that before he reached a climax, he wore a helmet which played the music <laughs> controlled by his thoughts, which the females danced to. <laughs> then the climax happened. <laughs> Before he reached climax, he wore a helmet. Well, it played music <laughs> for them to dance to, and it was controlled by his thoughts. 
did they say what song it was he did not so you're telling me that these uh creatures beings Mm -hmm. that are twenty five thousand years ahead of us still use pov porn Mm -hmm. so that hasn't gone anywhere no okay well get rid of the bad or the good stuff right Uh, that works let's keep that one in yeah but the next day october 9th he went home after um doing yoga and guided meditation sessions by midnight on october 10th which was 666 days after the first meeting with the elohim claude was or raya was returned back to the place he left his entire experience had taken exactly 72 hours so the planet he saw had no war no disease no money the people didn't work they had machines doing everything so they were so advanced in their technology that they didn't have to work said that they just relied on following their pleasures and creating new science and new life Mm -hmm. so he said that science is the religion of realism Um, they believe in intelligence sign and the all religions are based on the truth we just interpret the elohim as gods so that is realism in a gist like how it happened where he's getting all of his information from. He has written quite a few books, actually. So there were the three I told you about. Yes to Human Cloning, Sensual Meditation, oh, Geneocracy, Humans Were Created Scientifically, and <laughs> he did not create this one, but there's a manga that explains <laughs> Raelianism, which I thought was what? super cool, right? So I kind of want to get into that and see what that's all about. But the only introduction I've ever had to manga was from a girl who sat beside me on the bus. And she let me read one that was very pornographic. So um, from the ones I've read, a lot of them have very yeah. uh, detailed so, scenes. Raelians are all about free love. Express your love. Right on, man. Do your thing. Right? So maybe their manga has a lot of that. Raelians don't yuck anyone's yum. They do not. They are actually all for like sexual exploration and the way I discovered them was listening to Ono, Ross, and Carrie. They went Raylian for two episodes. <laughs> and they went to um, these seminars. So let me tell you about the levels real quick before I tell you about the seminars. So there's uh, seven different levels to realism. Level zero is trainee. And you become a trainee at the annual seminars. Okay. Then you have assistant organizer. It's level one. Level two is organizer. Level three, assistant priest. And that's the regional guide. Level four is priest. That's the national guide. Level five is a bishop. He's the continental head. And level six is the guide of guides. He's the planetary guide. That Mm. is Rael. So um, to be a trainee, you have to go to these annual seminars. And Ono, Russ, and Carrie, they actually went to one. And you're given these wristbands based on what you are into. So, like, I can't remember exactly what the colors are, but, like, the pink band meant you were into anything. It's like the jelly bracelets all over again. Oh, no. Yes. (laughs) Um, The white one meant you weren't interested in anything. There's one for if you're only interested in same sex or opposite sex or, you know, you are just interested in companionship. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. (laughs) There have been a lot of people who say that um, this is just like an excuse for orgies. And a lot of people go into this as like an excuse for all of that. And then they find out that it's not all about that. Hey, I mean, if you have an orgy and it feels like a religious experience to you, more power to you. Somebody in that orgy is doing something right. Right. 
So I'm going to go through some of their main values. Femininity. Politeness is femininity's code of respect. It's the foundation. Uh, You're supposed to find and create new ways to demonstrate respect and politeness. And that, hmm, dang it. Dang it. I was real into it. Hold on. World peace. Well, I say femininity. They're um, big feminist. They have this free the boob campaign where they're just like, women shouldn't have to cover their nipples. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like... I take that differently than like you say politeness and I picture like women should be seen and not heard. No, this is all about like everybody should be kind to each other. Okay, okay. These are just a bunch of hippies. I mean, (laughs) you know that's my jam. Uh Uh-huh. World peace, the creation of a world government supported by global army of peacekeepers. Nonviolence. Mm-hmm. It's by loving both your close and faraway neighbors that you evaluate yourself while doing them good that you elevate yourself while doing them good that's the word (laughs) democracy sharing respect for others and absolute respect for life all right uh oh and accountability you always have to be accountable for your actions sex love and dirty hippies sounds like my people some of their causes that they are fully behind equal topless rights for all (laughs) (laughs) they are big (laughs) sorry the name of this company always gets me they are big proponents of helping female genital mutilation victims Mm -hmm. Um, they pay for the restoration surgery and everything Um, the company they do that through is called clitoraid clitoraid mm-hmm which makes me so that happy. is i was about to say that's an interesting right i um, get what they're going for but it sounds very restoring inappropriate a sense of dignity and pleasure hmm. oh by the way they are all for like they fully support masturbation and sex education and fully knowing your body and not being afraid to express that okay right they have a one minute for peace meditation campaign. Um, they're trying to achieve world peace one person at a time. So they have these um, events where everybody just kind of stops what they're doing and meditates for one minute to try and bring some calm and clarity. I think everybody should do that. Right. They have sex ed day um, where they try to enlighten the young folk. Yes. <laughs> try to avoid the... Um, sex is bad don't do it right campaign um (laughs) instead sex is gonna happen here's how to be safe Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's see they are all for gender equality and they are all for gender as a construct i have signed up for their newsletter by the way i'm super excited (laughs) about it yeah all right so i was just about to say tiffany are you trying to tell us that you have found a religion um so i sent her a gift today of the snake from the jungle book who's like hypnotizing and i was like i'm really into this (laughs) topic (laughs) okay so now here's something that is not good marketing on their part Uh oh but (laughs) they have a reason for it and let me pull up that reason real quick because i just why why do they need a pr manager so their symbol is a star of david with a swastika in it hmm that's no not right good. uh so one of the frequently asked questions on their website is what's with the swastika the star of david represents infinity in space whereas the swastika represents infinity in time uh learn the truth about this good luck symbol at proswastika.org Ew. yeah yeah that symbol's been ruined yeah, yeah. and it was ruined 
way before this whole movement started. Yeah. yeah. And to put the swastika in the Star of David. That's this, just insensitive. Yeah. yeah. So they were trying to get their embassy built in the homeland in one of the original seven labs, Jerusalem. And they would not allow them to have no. something there because of the swastika. Really? Right? So for a while, they changed the swastika into this really pretty swirl. And it was a really cool looking symbol. But they've kind of reverted back to the swastika in it. So that's a ding. A big ding on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just why not like come up with something on your own? Well, okay. So one of the things I read was talking about the correlation between Buddhism and realism. And let me pull out my actual handwritten notes for a second. Okay. So in the 1960s, Northern Buddhist and Southern Buddhist. I I watched a brief video, so I don't have all the terminology, but they got together because they had different calendar dates. So in the year 3030, um, for the Northern Buddhist, it would have actually been the Southern Buddhist. No, I apologize. In the year 3000 for the Northern Buddhist, it would have been 2547 for the Southern Buddhist. So they got together. They're like, we need to come together and find out what the real calendar is. They ended up going with the Southern. But if you went with the Northern Buddhist one in the year 3030 would have been 2003 on the Christian calendar. And there is a Buddhist prophecy that says 3000 years after Buddha's death in the country of the rooster, the next prophet will come along. So 3000 years after Buddha's death would have been 1973 in the country of the rooster, which is France. And actually the the president, or I think he may have said king, I'm pretty sure it was president at the time, his name was actually another word for rooster. So that all aligns with, Whoa. yeah, with Rael. Quinky hmm. dinks. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to pull a lot of the Buddhist symbolism and the swastika is on a lot of Buddhist. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they were basically just trying to like change or show the quote unquote other side yeah. of the swastika. Which again, I don't support just go back to the cool looking swirl it was really cool but whatever so where was i at oh so one of their causes is swastika rehabilitation so (laughs) swastika (laughs) rehab (laughs) that's a tough one to get behind there guys you were doing real good with the nipples and everything but right threw me off with the swastikas yeah that one threw me off quite a bit too but what are you gonna do can't win them all Mm mm-hmm so they are very anti-war. They hold a lot of protest about it. They are um, trying to further their message. Oh, one of the things about the Bible that I read that I was really excited about and I forgot about till just now, Noah's Ark is actually a spaceship that preserved DNA that was used to re- resurrect animals through cloning. Hmm. Uh-huh, which I thought was pretty interesting. I wish that that was the case because then maybe all these extinct animals have a chance to come back. Wouldn't that be cool? Oh my God. If they bring back the dinosaurs, I'm sold. Okay. So they won't bring back the dinosaurs right now, but one thing they want to do is cloning. And Clonaid is a company in, I believe, Canada that currently claims to have cloned the first ever human. Her name is Eve. Of Of course. course. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, there has been no evidence proven like handed out to show that eve actually exists just like press conference saying we did did it (laughs) (laughs) but the goal behind cloning in realism is that you atone for your sins so you want to lead a good life because after you die your dna is used to clone you and you come back memories and all 
and you atone for your past sins. So they would like clone Hitler. This is his favorite one to talk about. They would clone Hitler and make him atone for his sins. Okay. Just ha- no. <laughs> right. How about let's just not. Okay. Right. Like let's just only. Let's just leave that one or accidentally drop that vial and <laughs> carry on. Oops. <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh butterfingers. Jeez. I'm so, so clumsy. Sorry. Oopsies. <laughs> Can we get a clean up on aisle Nazi please? Thank you. Aisle <laughs> Nazi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Isle Hitler. <laughs> Clean up on Isle Hitler. <laughs> oh, we're going oh, to hell. Sorry. <laughs> no, we'll just come back and pay for it later. It's fine. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so let's say you go to one of these seminars. Like, let's do it. Like, oh no, Ross and Carrie did. Don't shake your head. No. They sound like they take care of themselves. It's fine. Okay. I mean, you don't have to. You can wear the white bracelet, okay? And wear a white suit. You can. Rael does. <laughs> Rebecca comes in like a hazmat suit. <laughs> There's a white bracelet under here. You just can't see it. No touchy. Yeah. <laughs> so I really enjoyed the experiment they did where they like, if anybody doesn't listen to them, what they do is they explore and like immerse themselves in these fringe science oh, and no, religions. And Carrie? Yeah. Okay. And it is awesome and they completely immersed themselves into the Raelian. they were even baptized which is super cool but you have to go to these seminars and during the seminars they said that there were like couches everywhere and like people just like going at it getting it but that wasn't like the main focus of it like the main focus they had like well you know when that holy spirit moves you right you just gotta do it well there is no holy spirit there are no gods when that holy feeling moves you I don't know. When you want to get it on, get it on. Exactly. The couch. You do you. <laughs> you do you, boo-boo. <laughs> and that person over there, maybe that one too. So <laughs> once you decide that you want to be a Raelian, you need to be baptized. And there are four holy days that you can be baptized. There's the first Sunday in April. which in when? <laughs> the first Sunday in April. It's <laughs> in April. <laughs> the Raelians have gotten into me. I'm, everything is about Rael. <laughs> They have their own calendar. They do. I was going to say Easter, but apparently not. No, the first Sunday in April is when uh, the Raelians believe the Elohim created Adam and Eve, August 6th, which is the date of the Hiroshima bombing. But it's the beginning. I know <laughs> it's the beginning of the age of the ap- apocalypse or revelation. This date is a remembrance and a warning of our own destructive capabilities rather than as a celebration celebrate how celebration Raelians also believe that this age is the period in which we become capable of truly understanding the elohim rather than erroneously worshiping them as gods the other date october 7th oh two other dates sorry october 7th which is the date that rael went up to the mothership yes so when he oh, okay december 13th is the first encounter with the elohim so those are the four dates you can get baptized okay they just like sprinkle some water on you there's no like dunking you in the water or anything but your baptism symbolizes your genetic information moving up to the big like supercomputer <laughs> the big supercomputer in the sky right because that's how that works isn't it <laughs> wireless transfer with water <laughs> so the baptism is also called a transmission of the cellular plane Ooh. Mm-hmm. 
basically you're just your genetic information is uploaded in the supercomputer so you can be cloned into the cloud <laughs> into the cloud <laughs> so you can be cloned and born again as a rebooted mac what do they call them refurbished <laughs> as a refurbished <laughs> i'm sitting going why are we restarting our computers because that's what your baptism is you're uh, you store all your information to the cloud and then they reset you to factory settings exactly precisely <laughs> boom so yeah let's go ahead and take a drink break and then i'll tell you um some facts on their pa- homepage. page okay. really cool is that a really cool all right Rebecca? i'll well, mix something up for us <laughs> Hey, true crime fans, have you listened to Wine and Crime yet? We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by three childhood friends who chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash our worst Minnesotan accents. Each week, us gals pick a true crime topic and pair it with a delicious wine before delving into the background and psychology behind the crime. Then we share and speculate wildly about a couple of bonkers cases related to the topic. Past episodes include necrophilia, cults, crimes of passion, cruise ship disappearances, exorcisms gone wrong, all this over a bottle of wine, or let's be real, three. Listen anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wine and Crime Pod, and check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. Cheers! ready for their baptism yes no what i have backed up to the cloud (laughs) i am ready to be rebooted right did you bring your spray bottle (laughs) to just get me from across the table that's not how that works have you not listened to anything she's told us it's not how computers work well to be fair you have to have somebody of a higher tier perform this like one of the regional guides perform the baptism so So none of us are qualified yet she's working it's also (laughs) not one of the holidays special days baptism days the next one would be august 6th yeah so after my birthday as a birthday present to me (laughs) we'll all go get baptized no (laughs) okay ashley and i will go get baptized so there's some controversy around this really (laughs) with that type of symbol (laughs) how yeah so you've got the symbol then Rael has been accused of not misogyny, um, of like having women at his beck and call. Being um, a man, man whore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but free love. Like, do y'all think? Um, I was about to say, I thought that was part of their religion. Mm-hmm. And if he's the leader, of course, I mean, Charles Manson had women at his beck and call and nobody said anything about that. True. Well, lots of people said stuff about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> Um, Charles Manson can do it. I can do it. Okay. Uh, it's not a good policy to follow. <laughs> it's not? Okay, well, shit. Need to go reevaluate some things. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. So one of the frequently asked questions is, what is Raylian's view on pedophilia? 
Even if we are in favor of sexual freedom between consenting adults, if you're a pedophile, you're definitely not welcome in the Raelian movement. Good job. Not only because our position is very clear condemning it as a mental disease, but also because contrary to the politics of the Catholic Church, which has been hiding pedophile priests and moving them from parish to parish so they can make more victims of their disgusting behavior, the Raelian movement has a strict policy of not letting uh, of not only expelling immediately any member suspected of pedophilia or sex with people under the legal age, but also to immediately report them to the police. Apparently there were some clap, right? Shots fired. Oh, they are very (laughs) anti-Catholicism and pedophilia. Yes. Important Um, thing here. Apparently somebody accused them of being pedophiles or having like kids around nudity and free love no and they were like look we don't expose the kids to this um this is we understand the lines it's fine but um let's see your child saw you naked mm-hmm so last for me i'm oh, sorry keep playing footsie some have been attracted to our she's phil- getting excited <laughs> about this realism <laughs> some have been attracted to our philosophy due to defamatory articles in french-speaking newspapers and magazines stating that our philosophy being in favor of sexual freedom would then favor pedophilia. The reality is strictly the opposite. When individuals have a fulfilled sex life, they don't even think of imposing their sexuality on children, unlike Catholic priests, who unfortunately <laughs> do, due to lack of sexuality. Lots of okay. <laughs> lots of salts. Jab, 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 jab. Yeah. Poke, 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 poke. Very anti-Catholicism. <laughs> pope, 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 pope. <laughs> That's good. Uh huh. So then they ask, "How can I join?" And they go through. Um, <laughs> well, if you're anti-pedophile, how can I join? <laughs> Sign me up. Uh, so they have national meetups listed on their website, and like where you can go or internationally. And um, unfortunately, there are none close to us. I think Aww. New York and California are the only places that have their meetups, but you can do online meetups. Oh, Skype call. Mm-hmm. And they also have honorary guides. When asked what are the honorary guides and what does it mean, the Raelian movement counts more than 50 honorary guides, which are men and women who are not Raelian, but who, like Raelians, dedicate their life to changing the world by reducing violence, denouncing injustice, and government manipulation eliminating God-related taboos, and promoting human rights. So would you like to know who some of the honorary guides are? Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, I did not see him on the list. Oh, that sounds like something he would be all about. So honorary guide since April 24th, 1991, for her role in promoting sexual awakening, like in the video clip of her song, Like a Prayer. Madonna! Madonna! Does she know that she's... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Honorary guide since March 9th, 1992, after she ripped up a picture of the Pope on live TV in protest of the church role in concealing abuse of children by priests, Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor. Don't know much about Sinead. That's okay. Let's see. Honorary guide since July 8th, 2002, for his video clip, Shoot the Dog, which lambasted hmm, American President George Bush and British Prime Minister Tony Blair for the decision to attack Iraq. George Michael. You've also got Lauren Hill, Bill Gates, Hugh Hefner, Eminem. Oh. Hmm. Uh, honorary guide since November 29th. The to- rapper, not the candy. <laughs> 2004. I know Eminem is. For his anti-war song, He's Mosh. friends with, with Tupac. Tupac. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> for what now what did he do to become a guide he had an anti-war song called mosh right 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 mm-hmm. green day should be all up in that right oh i did not see this one coming on october 11 2007 rael made this person an honorary guide citing his courageous stance on putting truth before politically correct nationalism jimmy carter oh okay mm-hmm. noam chofsky there's a really what did you just say noam chofsky i'm trying to remember what he wrote uh on september 30th 2008 this american linguist philosopher cognitive science political activist author and lecturer was made an honorary guide for his his commendable actions aimed at understanding and peace okay Mm -hmm. what they said yep that's what i said and then goes on and there are a bunch of people i don't know but a lot of people like uh stephen hawking Mm -hmm. russell brand oh Uh that i could definitely see yeah um russell brand could be a free loving peace activist with me any day right just Uh, putting that out there in case you're listening russell oh okay mark zuckerberg really following his decision to give away 99 percent of his facebook uh shares to good causes to create a better world for his newborn daughter so they've got 93 honorary guides listed so there's some controversy. So wait, but I'm really into can them. Can those honorary guides baptize you? I would love Russell it. Brand. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. And then you could initiate me into the religion properly right after. Boom, shakalaka. Actually, he can initiate you uh, at the seminars beforehand. <laughs> yeah. So that's realism. They're really weird. And <laughs> if you're science based, like Ono Ross and Carrie, because I love them and I want to be their friends, I don't think they'd like me too much because I really want to be a realian. <laughs> I'll, I'll have them switch back to the swirl. I promise. I just want to be there. Uh, so you found your religion? I think I did. She just has to get them to switch back to the swirl. Yeah. She wants to be a alien with the swirl on top. Ooh. And sprinkles. So many noises. I, if there are any noises that get picked up on this, I apologize. There are currently like 10,000 people living in my house. <laughs> There's lots of love here at the moment. I love it. But yeah, that's the aliens. What do you think, Rebecca? Yeah. okay so let me just say i think there are some things that are weird but every religion has that right and i don't see it being too far of a stretch because it's not that far it incorporates all religions yeah it's just a different take on what a god is catholicism except Except catholicism Catholicism. that's more the structure running the religion than the actual right um i mean i like you said there are some things that are strange and could be worked on but I mean, for the most part, their goals and everything. World peace, free love. I mean, they're just happy hippies. And I am down. (laughs) I am so down. Sign me up. I just want to like smell like patchouli and smoke some opium and get laid. Yeah. Free the nip, man. Free the nip. Make some cute babies. You just don't want to have to wear a shirt. I'm so glad you looked down to make sure I wasn't free the nip. (laughs) I caught that. I caught that. (laughs) All of a sudden, she was just going to be like, "Woo!" No, like throughout the episode, her shirt just Just gets lower and lower. (laughs) But I like them. Ashley, you want to get baptized with me? I don't know if I want to get baptized, but I mean, I would go hang out at the seminar. You do have to. Oh, they allow. They welcome everybody. They. I'm always about. Yeah. (laughs) Come as you are. (laughs) But they are so anybody's welcome but if you want to be baptized you have to renounce all other religion right especially catholicism right oh and another thing they're kind of like the mormons in one aspect 
because again, encompassing all religions, once we get to the same level where they are, we can then branch off and create our own. So the whole concept of like, where did the world come from? Or like, who created God? Hmm. The same question here. Who created the Elohims? Well, a different group of Elohims. And before them, another. And it's just like this infinite loop, which is kind of like the Mormons. They believe like, if you're good enough in your next life, you will be able like a God over another world. I could have that slightly off, but same gist. So we need to find a seminar between now and August, decide if we want to join, get baptized in August and then work our way up and start a Georgia chapter of Raylanism. I don't know if we'll be able to do it by this August, but definitely by next year. Let's do it. Why okay. not? YOLO. Y'all have fun. We'll promote I- the shit out of our podcast. <laughs> oh, except for no, no, no low. You get reincarnated. No low. <laughs> <laughs> Score. All right. Well, while Ashley and I research that, you guys get ready for our next episode. <laughs> well, remember, friends, everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our website, theladiesofstrange.com. Or you can email them to us at theladiesofstrange at gmail.com. Yeah, it's hard when the board's not right in front of you, huh? <laughs> I was just about to say, I need to teach y'all some memorization <laughs> techniques. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon, where you will also get lots of extra bonus content. You don't want to miss that hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh, keep it strange, lovelies. Bye-bye. Bye. I can't wait to get baptized. <laughs>I forgot to tell you the best part, and I am so sorry. You guys are going to love this, though. Are you ready? What did you forget? His Aunt Teresa, who helped raise him, was talking about him in after years, and she said, "Mm, some children grow up to become doctors or farmers. He leads a cult. I've learned to live with it.